What's going on, guys? We got another episode of Chats with Max. We got Mike Malak in. He's talking about how he builds relationships with huge influencers like Chantel Jeffries, Logan Paul, of whom he's become best friends with, and uh, how he's made viral videos like this one that uh, it was a branded video that gained 44 million views in the first 24 hours, and how we can replicate something like that. And his pitfalls and shortcomings and any advice he's got for anyone who's also trying to uh, kill the game when it comes to social and business. Without further ado, we got Mike Malak. Travel, entertainment, fashion, photography, social media, business, music. This is Chats with Max. Uh, Mike, you want to give a little bit of intro yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm Mike Malak. Uh, you nailed it. You got it right. And a lot of people have butchered that name over the years, so that was good. Mm -hmm. Marketing manager at Lovesack, um, social media, partnerships, influencer i mean just basically anything like social media digital media so i'm from a from a bustling entertainment town called milford connecticut <laughs> from milford connecticut the hollywood of the midwest it really is of the of the east <laughs> the east coast yeah. yeah there's nothing going on there at all dude it's such a it's it's like a it's like a little beach community it's outside new haven so like i mean that's probably what inspired you to uh dream big though too being that small town vibe you know you know like i just I don't want to get too like deep right in the beginning, but like I just tried things, you know, like even there, like you could try stuff anywhere. Like there's nowhere in the world that, that like makes it, it that's the exact right recipe for like doing this or doing that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like wherever you are, you can start doing stuff, especially nowadays in like the age of digital media. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, it was, it was, it was my starting place basically, you know, and that was it. Uh, Mike, man, we're, we're talking about your childhood, your early days. What inspired you? maybe in marketing, maybe creatively growing up. I mean, you had to have some inspiration that you've thought of while you've taken this route of a career path. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so who are the, who are the people you've looked up to? Who's inspired I mean, you when me, you were growing up? For me, it was, I was an action sports kid. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I, I watched, uh, for me, it was like Matt Hoffman, the BMX, like King of BMX, Rodney Mullen and skateboarding and like, yeah. um, Pastrana, like, I watched the X Games. I went to Woodward. Like, I, I, I rode bikes with Mira, Dave Mira and oh, um, RIP Dave Mira. But, um, I mean, like, I was into action sports, like, heavy, bro. Like, that was, like, my that was my jam. And so, like, all those dudes, like, inspired me. Like, I wanted to be them. Like, that was my, like, athlete like, that yeah. I wanted to be. Like, and it's funny, like, and then also, like, I listened to, like, Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? I listened to a lot of Jay-Z and a lot of, like, 50 and shit. And, um. So, like, I don't know, like, people in, like, in, in like, the athletic, like, in the action sports and music, and it's funny because, like, in the last two to three years, I've worked with all of them. Like, literally, like, straight up worked with all of those people. I worked with Jay, worked with Pastrana on that piece with Logan and Atwood, mm -hmm. worked with, with Matt Hoffman, like, two Which weeks ago. It's just weird, bro. I mean, looking up to someone and then... I mean, you met them, right? Yeah, no? all of them, yeah. Yeah, and then it's meeting weird. them, it, it's crazy because it's kind of like taking down a current. I mean, uh, I, like, for example, I looked up to Ryan Seacrest for a long time. Yeah, obviously. And then, and then finally meeting him while working at Kiss is just like, it's a whole, it's a yeah. whole thing. Yeah, like, what yeah, the yeah. hell? Comes full this circle. is possible, and then it, you're like, what else is possible, right? Everything. It just fires you up. Everything is Everything possible, Everything is malleable bro. after that, right? Dude, it's weird. It's weird. Like, I, like... I, I'm going to get into like some, uh, like I have a, a funny story. Oh, let's go. Shout, you want to jump? Oh, wait, actually, wait, I do want to shout out one more person on the inspiration front. Um, they, those guys were all big. They're huge, but yeah. also my dad. And so, um, like I said, parents got, my parents got divorced when I was like 15 
But in the years like leading up into that, my dad was a global marketing manager. And so he traveled all the time. And like, I was always like really just like intrigued, like, like these guys like talking about like how to drive businesses and like build brands. And like, he would just travel all the time. And like, he, it, it, it just seemed like so such important business to me. And like, when I was like 12 years old, like he was teaching me like the principles of marketing. You know what I'm saying? And like, also like how to act at a business dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like I was yeah. 12 years old. He's like, when you get up, put your napkin on the seat, like have it on your lap and you sit back down, but like all that stuff. And like, so like, I always like on one side, I was like turned on by like the content, like that Jay produced and like all those guys produced and like watching it and like being like, yo, it's entertaining. On the other side, like I had the business for my dad. Yeah. And now like I live in a world where literally I have both and I'm stuck in between like content, like, and, and I make content literally and also pay to have content made to drive the brand. And so I understand both sides of the coin so much that it's like, it's weird how full circle it's come from like my childhood. And it, it's crazy thinking about the, all those people and role models you've looked up to and how you can take a piece from each. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, of course it makes sense, but then it becomes you. It's so. weird. And Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler. And I look like Adam Sandler kind of. People, I get it a lot. Like you do? Dude. Yeah, I a little bit, dude. Together. I know. I kind of so do. You took off your hat? I know. Damn. I'm not going to do that. But uh, like, <laughs> but like, but like, happy Gilmore, dude. Yeah. Like, bro. And so that's where I get a lot of my goofiness from. Like, I have no, I'm not a reserved person at all. Like, I will, I like start joking with people as soon as I meet them. And yeah. it breaks the ice. And that's what I like. That's what I like. I mean, that's what we need, yeah. man. There's not enough people like yeah. that, I don't think. Yeah. So, man, that's, uh, I love it. I love the inspiration. That's awesome. And uh, with Love Sack, I mean, you killed the game. They reported that they had like a top line of 78 million in 2016. And I've seen that you've been a big part of that, especially too, with these uh, influencer campaigns and likes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, 2016, huge year for us. Um, 2017, actually, we did uh, just over 100 million, and so we continue to kind of grow. And I, I, I don't know if you know everybody in the audience knows who Love Sack is, but obviously we make you know really oversized beanbag chairs, yeah, and, and also sectionals, um, which which kind of is our flagship product. Sectionals, sectionals, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, dude, you got to check that, them out. Yeah, definitely, man. That's kind of our flagship now, and so we, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a. Uh, modular couch system made up of just two pieces yeah move them around change them around and you could build like these crazy like setups i'll show you some like celebrities that have like massive setups definitely but um uh i started i started there in in 2014 and i mean at that time we were just we were a small company i mean we were like we literally were like a i think we were like gonna do like 36 million that year so like small you know Mm -hmm. quote unquote small it's funny that they were you know quote unquote small then because i remember in high school Kind of, kind of around uh, like what 2013, I think maybe a little bit uh, before that. I remember going to the mall and seeing Love Sack out, but I it mean, must have been a lot smaller even then too. I mean, we've been a like so so our founder Sean Nelson. He started Love Sack Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, 1990. Oh my God, in like the 90s, right? Yeah. So Love Sack's been around for a long time, but. It wasn't until like the past, like really like the the past few years that you've started to see this like really solid growth trajectory for a number of reasons, right? And it's it's been, you know, opening the right stores, it's been working with the right influencers, it's definitely, been, you know, taking part in the right media. But 2014, when I started, it, me and Sean, the founder, joke about this all the time. Like we were in a we were in a closet, a tool closet, like at, at this tiny little office in Stanford, Connecticut, and like 
there was like 40 people like crammed into this like tiny place. That's crazy. And it was even just, in Connecticut. I feel like the real estate might be a little bit cheaper out there. It is, but, you, it was still, still, but still, dude, like it was still, still bootstrapping it. It's bootstrapping it, bro. And so it was like yeah. me and him in this like tool closet. And, uh, and we, we, you know, it's sitting there, there's no windows. And it was like the only place that I had to, to sit. Like I didn't have a desk or anything. And so, um, at the time, like I, I was, I was like not even like t- I hadn't even like taken over like the social media at the time like I was I was just um like advising on some of the social still, right? right yeah 2014 yeah. right and so at the time like when I when I finally took over Love Sack Social we had 1700 followers on Instagram like I know mom and pops like dental places that have more Was this still in 2014 when you yeah, took yeah, over yeah, probably like 2014 2015 right okay. and so so we had like 1700 on Instagram and then maybe like 30,000 on Facebook. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, and kind of since then, you know, I've, I've, I I took over all of the social media. And when I say like taken over, like, let me explain to you kind of how it works there. Most, as you probably know, like most big brands or at most brands in general, you have a, you have a creative team, right. And a marketing team that kind of work together to build the content out for the channels. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, I never like I I don't I don't utilize the creative team for our social media like I I I source content and write all the copy for our social myself like a lot of people don't know that really yeah so like all the copy all the content that you see on Love Sack Social has been me since 2014 and so it's been like that's, uh, that's a heavy job it is it's like a one man team. It is. Well, I mean, shout out to the the content creation team with Love Sap, but I mean, you're trying to create a whole new wave, which is probably why you're doing so much yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is like, social is like a really kind of like niche, like channel, right? And like, I think, I think like you kind of, you kind of have the sauce or you don't. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, I like think, you're either good at it or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and so, like, I, like I think. Um, I kind of like, I kind of knew early on, like 2000, like 2012, like right when social was really starting to like power up. Right. And it was like, everybody was on Facebook and like Instagram was just coming around. Like I kind of knew that I had like the sauce for it. Right. And so, <laughs> I like that. yeah. And so like, um, but you didn't get lost in the sauce. Not, That's a good thing. not really. I mean, there've been times where I've been pretty close, <laughs> but, uh, but no, but, um, yeah, I mean, long story short, like since then, you know, it's just, you know, managing the social, managing the content, um, also now a really robust paid strategy. Obviously, as we get bigger and bigger, you know, we have a ton of paid media. And then, you know, kind of the thing that I'm sure we'll talk about most today, which is like our influencer program. Okay. You know, the thing that really caught my eye is that your socials aren't too crazy yet. And seeing the relationships you've built, uh, whether like through with uh, your collaborations through Lovesack or not, it just seems like you're able to create these personal uh, friendships in a way out of these deals or the likes. And I was just interested in, you know, what goes into you creating these uh, campaigns that uh, you come across, especially when you're thinking about launching a new product with Love Sacks and uh, maybe partnering with an influencer. It's such a long story. Like we, over the years, like we've literally worked with so many people. The first influencer I ever worked with was Logan Paul. And he was literally like one of the first like real influencers that I worked with. That's wild. And uh, it was how big like, was he when you first? Small uh, dude, small. Yeah. Like it was like it was like 2000. It was like 2015, and he probably he was on 
it was like it might have even been 2014, and he ha- he was only on like he was only on Vine and and Twitter at the yeah. time, right? And maybe like had a small. I mean, Facebook dude, channel. he was he was pretty big on Vine. He was huge on Vine, too, right? I mean, he was the Vine. He was the basically you, the king doing splits think, and stuff. When we think, because not everyone thinks of Vine because it vanished, right? Yeah. But you're probably kind of saying he was smaller because across his other platforms, he wasn't that big, right? He was still huge. Like he was a huge internet star, but he wasn't like the king of YouTube yet. Like he wasn't he wasn't what he is today, right? Yeah. And so I kind of I kind of started working with him and. The, the the relationships that have grown out of my, you know, working at Love Sack have been kind of a twofold. One, because we have a really fucking awesome product. Like, we mm-hmm. have an awesome product that everybody wants, right? Definitely. I mean, I've jumped on one before. They're sick. Right. Yeah. And, so, like, and so, like, that's the start of it. But, like, in terms of, like, the longevity of the partnerships, like, the, the basis of that is kind of on the person who is working the partnerships, right? And, like, how are you building those relationships? How are you... How are you kind of like cultivating those relationships and like making them, making them like as good as they can be? And so I started working with Logan in like 2014. We did a couple brand deals. Before you knew it, we were really good friends. We were going to Sundance. Like we have some crazy stories over the years. And, you know, I kind of worked a lot with him, but then continued to really, this influencer program continued to like snowball and just grow and grow and grow yeah. and uh, into what it is today. Now we're working with, hundreds of influencers like a, a year mm-hmm. but when it comes to like you know you say love sack is coming out with a new sectional or a new product i mean run me through maybe one campaign that comes to mind that really stood out like and what the process looks like for you to create maybe a new relationship with the influencer too yeah so the 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 easiest one i think it's and you know funny um it's kind of like right now i just i i'm i'm working with um call of duty right now and with active i saw that congrats yeah, on that. that's yeah, really cool you. yeah and so we're doing <laughs> like this this is a cool moment for you because you're like i play call of duty for years Yo, so so I, like I, a, lo- a lot of like the partnerships come out of just like um like things that make sense if, if if that makes sense like we we have this giant bean bag and we're like yo you know what i feel like this would be really good for like as a team we said as a brand team and talk like gaming Right, like a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah, and so and so we're like, yo, like people can sit in this thing all people can sit in this thing all day. They can play games, whatever. Right, and so we had that conversation in like 2016, and I was like, yeah, but if we do it, if we do a gaming partnership, like I want it to be with the biggest and the best, right? And so we're like, I always had my eyes set on Activision on Call and Call of Duty, definitely. So you think about people like that play video games. They play video games for hours on end, right? And we're like, oh, like. And, and some people like to sit in chairs, but for console gamers, we're like, yo, people could sit in sacks forever because they're so comfortable, right? Definitely. And so we're like, we'd love to like do something with the gaming industry. And so I, I, when we talked about like who to work with, like we had people come in from like World of Tanks, like all these like weird kind of entities. Not that there's anything world, wrong with the World of Tanks. <laughs> if there's any World of Tanks players Just out there. Just trying to cushion some yeah, brand deals yeah, in the future. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I but was like always, a lot of apps and random stuff. Yeah, right? just like random stuff, right? Because I was like. Stuff that's not in like mainstream right now. Right. And I was always biased because I love Call of Duty. It's really the only game that I play. Uh, hell yeah! I mean, I would make it a goal to partner with them. Out of all the video game companies, yeah. And Fortnite didn't exist at this point. Like it was Fortnite. Like yeah. it wasn't as big as it but, was. But hey, Fortnite! If you're listening to this, uh, holler at Mike. Holler at me. <laughs> no, actually, start playing Call of Duty. To be honest. <laughs> so, oh yeah, because they yeah. have the open the uh, hundred battle. It's a big yeah battle royale. Did yeah, you, have you played out. that yet? I have. I have. How they is it? it? It's amazing. 
It's amazing. I'm not, and that's on, like on like that's not me being biased. It's really good. Like the reaction's been like really strong. Yeah, it's really good. How do you think that's gonna go down between Fortnite and uh, Call of Duty's Battle Royale? I, I'd like to see people switch, man. Like it's 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 really good, and like that's kind of biased. Yeah, I want people to switch. I want people to play Call of Duty, obviously, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So we talked, and I said. If we do video games, I want it to be with like the biggest and the best, right? And I was like, how am I gonna, how's that gonna happen? Like, yeah. We can't afford it. We're too small of a company. Like, it's just not gonna happen. How, how right? are we gonna do this outreach? How are we gonna create this relationship with a company that yeah. we don't even know yet, right? That's right. And like, especially like their partners are like Monster and like all these like big dogs that spend probably like five, $10 million with them, right? How are we gonna do this? And so through a relationship, because like, I, we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, but like this is all about relationships. All of this, like business, a lot of business in general, marketing is all about relationships. The relationships you create with the customer, the relationships you create, you know, within the brand. Like it's just relationship building. A lot of it is like the, the art of the sale. Yeah. And uh, so I had a relationship with somebody, and I and I said, "Yo, like, can you get me in touch with Activision?" He put me in touch with the with the global, but I mean, head of partnerships at Activision. For you know, people who don't know. Uh, what kind of relationship you had? I mean, was this yeah. someone that just casually knew someone that worked at Activision, or I mean, uh, yeah. you know, run us through it step by step? Yeah. Because- so, so the so the dude, um, I'll even drop names. Like, I don't really care. The sure. dude's name, this dude, Greg Barrett. Yeah. He's here in L.A. Um, he's 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 like a connector of sorts. He does a lot of like brand and influencer work. Um, he's 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 done a lot of good work with a lot of brands. He actually he actually was partially responsible or, or even more so responsible uh for the launch of dan bilzerian like he worked no a way. ton with dan bilzerian in his early days before dan bilzerian was the king of instagram kind of helped uh, him blow up yeah he yeah. really did and so i met greg just through like uh i don't wait, even i don't even wait how was thinking isn't yeah. it kind of crazy thinking that dan bilzerian could exist how he is now even without social i mean he's probably just doing his thing for years he and was, they were like he hey, you should film this Yo, dude like so Funny story, not to get too off track, but I'm I'm going to because I have to tell the story. I Let's went to Dan's it. house the other day. Okay, so I was there. Uh, I was at Dan's. Uh, me, Logan, and uh, and and Logan's girlfriend went to uh, went to his house for his party for his new cannabis company, Ignite. And oh, I think I might have had some buddies, uh, bro. That that was like late night, right? Bro, late night. You take dude. a shuttle over there yeah. and everything. Okay, yeah, yeah, dude. It was like rolling up to a city, dude. Like this dude's house what? is so like, and you know we've. We've all been to cool houses before. This was not like that. This was not like uh this wasn't a house, bro. It had like 15 garages, dude. Like the whole ceiling of the house is glass. Like you can see what? through it. It's like a compound. Crazy. Like Man, compound. I'm not clean that bitch. Crazy, bro. <laughs> and so and so like we roll up and, and, it, and it's me, LP, and his girl, and they're like, yo, no more. Um, we're not letting any more dudes in. And I was like, I, this is like exactly you and Logan what, Paul? Yeah. No, no. So they hadn't seen us yet. And they're oh, like, okay. if you're a dude, get out of line right now. Go back down. You're not coming into the party. And then obviously they see LP and they're like, are oh, you got like walk us straight up, like walk us in, that whatever. Clout. Yeah, dude. Clout, clout is strong with that one. So, so we, so we go in and, um, within minutes we see Dan and he's like, yo, yo, come downstairs, come downstairs to Logan. Obviously, he doesn't know who the fuck I am, right? So, so he's like, come downstairs. So within minutes, it's 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 me, Dan, Hannah Stocking, Marshmallow. Oh, I just uh, ran into him uh, two days ago. Marshmallow, Chris Brown, and Lil Dicky together. <laughs> and I live weird because I'm, I'm like, sorry. yo, which one's which? <laughs> Literally. And so, out and that video, yo, right? crazy. And uh, and Tyga, bro. And so we're all just like there. 
And uh, there's, I don't even know where the story is going. There's no real end to it. But anyways, like crazy. The house is crazy. Like everything is just nuts. It was just a crazy night. Back to Greg Barrett. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Any notable experiences from that night at all? Not like a lot that I care to talk about right now, to be honest with you, dude. There's like there's a ton of stuff going on. Yeah, but it, no, it was a good time. I mean, Marshmallow was DJ, it everything Tiger, you would imagine going to dance house would be like? hundred percent. It was it was that and more. Just you know, he, he he was a great host. He had a really awesome house, and it was a it was a crazy party. There's a lot of shit going down, That's dude. Crazy, yeah. But uh, but back to Greg Barrett. So Greg, so Greg, uh, so I knew Greg had these connections, and I and I think like he like. I might have put it on my Insta, like saying, yo, I'm looking for a connection at Activision or whatever. And he like reached out to me. He's like, yo, do you want me to make that happen? Before you knew it, before nice. you know, I had like an email. like, like an a DM email on Instagram yeah, or something yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or he might have texted me. And uh, I had this email connection with this dude, Andrew, who's like the head of global partnerships at Activision. I was like, it was like that quick. Mm. And then from there on, you know, it was negotiations and it was, you know, like uh, how, are, how are we going to get these guys to do it within our budget? And then, uh, you know, over the next few months after that, we designed this limited edition uh, custom, no, limited edition, like, Call of Duty cover that's, like, reversible. It's got black fur on one side, digital camo on the other, a backpack. It comes with Call of Duty points. We're working with, like, JaVale McGee from the Lakers and Darren Fox from the Kings and um, FaZe Clan, like, to promote it. Oh, yeah. Creating all this awesome content. And so, for me... Like, I've partnered with some brands in the past. Like, I've done, like, little things with, like, YSL, with, like, Tinder, like, weird, like, one-off partnerships. Casual YSL? That, yeah. That's cool. YSL, Jeezy, and Halsey at Coachella last year was awesome. Nice. Um, But nothing like this. Yeah. Like, this is, this is like, the, the, the shining, like, partnership so far. So, when it, when it came down to breaking down these numbers, I mean, of course, you don't have to say the exact numbers. But mm-hmm. well, what does it look like when you're building out these campaigns? Are you looking at, like, CPMs? Or are you, like, kind of run me through that yeah, just a little bit? Yeah, I mean – and CBMs is like cost per milli, cost per yeah, thousand impressions. Yeah, cost impressions. per thousand impressions. Yeah, so so I mean like it, it it's it's a mix, right? So like we created this limited edition bundle. We did very, we made very few units of it. We made like eight hundred and fifty units, right? And so it, we want to move those units. So that's nice. It's inc- we we consider it incremental business, meaning we're going at the Activision and Call of Duty fans and trying to get them to be fans and, and customers of Lovesack, right? Sure. So we consider it uh, incremental business to business that already would have existed without this partnership. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at that, but then moreover, we're looking to create this like endemic relationship with the gaming community as a whole, right? Yeah. And so- Make them think of, oh, yeah, Lovesack. Yeah, like Lovesack gaming. We need that like, one like, in oh, my yeah, game room. Exactly, like I could be comfortable. Like, Instead of these that. racer chairs, man. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so- uh, so we, you know, we look at, we look at CPMs, we look at CPCs and, 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 Wait, you know, what was that stand for? Like cost per click. Like we look at all that kind of okay. stuff. And because the thing is, is cost per single click, right? Yeah. Cost per okay. click. Yeah. Click site. So like, so we, we, well, what does that range for on base? So I, I yo, just want to break this down for the audience. Yeah. Too. So I'll give you some stuff really quick. So CPCs in retail, you can expect people to, to be clicking to your site from anywhere from like let's say 80 cent baseline up to like a dollar 20 cent baseline to get a single person to click the site. I have historically kept Lovesack CPCs around anywhere from six to 12 cents a click. And so I'm talking wow. about like 10 X less yeah. than the industry uh, base levels or, or baselines. Yeah. And so like when you go into a partnership, you're like, okay, I'm going to spend a million dollars. I'm going to spend a half million dollars. What does that look like from a clicks to site perspective if I spend this on Facebook and Instagram? 
because now you're taking all those clicks away. Or, or, or sorry, you're not taking them away, but you're taking a bit of a risk in creating content through this partnership and saying, okay, like I know I can get them here. Am I still going to get them there, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of like an internal like battle that we've had over the past few years on the brand side is like driving traffic, getting the right brand message out there and like getting people excited and educated about the product, but also creating a hip and cool brand. And so a lot of people spend a lot of money on performance marketing and they don't spend enough money on creating a brand, like a true brand. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're finally starting to get enough money to do now. And that's what you'll see with Call of Duty and with I'll hint a little bit, but we're potentially working on some Game of Thrones stuff next year. Oh, so like there's like casual crazy last season, yeah, by the way. Yeah, final season. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, would would you agree that the scary part about all these deals and marketing is that nothing really is guaranteed. This is all projections at the end of the day, right? We've Dude, got it. When you think about like, okay, I know I'm going to get this general yeah. amount of impressions. Yeah. I mean. I mean Believe it or not, we we've gotten really good, dude. We've got at first, like two years ago, and at, at projecting and hitting those projections, crazy and higher. good, dude. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, to be honest with you, it, I, I have to be like a little bit different with how I talk about the brand now because we just went public, sure. And so I went down to I went down to Nasdaq, and that was, by the way, that might be a, one of my proudest moments is going down to Nasdaq. Oh, and that's gonna be crazy, and, and with the founder and with the entire. Um, kind of uh, team from HQ. Yeah. And uh, now we're a little bit more cautious about how we talk, but we have got, we've gotten like quite good. Like we've gotten like a, like a recipe. And, and by the way, a lot of it is, it's all math at the end of the day, it right? It is. It is. And a lot and of you it, you know, what's really boggling my mind is really seeing how much math is really involved in business. So much dude, so much. And it's, and it's like, and this is something hey, you thought you could just like flip the middle finger to your math teacher in high school. But now it's like, it's so important, dude. Like, <laughs> and the, the good thing is once you get big enough, you generally bring in an agency that does the math for you, so you don't have to do the math. You, okay, as a, good as stuff. a marketing team on the brand side, if you work for a big enough brand, you're you're, you're using an agency. But I mean, man, start. you are like a lethal weapon if you can do the math yourself too, right? A hundred percent. And so, yeah. like, and 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 so you do. You learn that stuff. Like when you're bootstrapping and you're small, you learn that stuff. You learn scorecarding. You learn. And I have. And and by the way, like. I'll never forget Lovesack. Like, like no matter what happens, maybe I'll be there for life. Maybe I won't. Who knows? But I'll never forget like the 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 education that I've gotten from my like. There's this guy Pat and Pat and Eric are are, the, are these two guys that I've worked with at Lovesack forever now. And Pat is an ex. They're both ex Pepsi guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pat is like a true marketer, dude. Like this dude just completely gets it. Like he. He, he he writes out formulas in these excels and i'm just like dude that's frightening like i mean he <laughs> it, crazy stuff bro like just he, and he and he has to do it like the he's he basically is like serves the cmo or, yeah. or the coo so much where he's just like yo i need this calculations done and like all these like predictions done and it affects a lot of the business and so but anyways through the help of the agency and and really smart people on the brand team we've gotten quite good at predicting uh, the outcome of of spending on media, on partnerships, on influencer, on all of that stuff, and mm -hmm. so it's crazy. Like data right now is is everything. Yeah, is everything. Man, that's crazy. I I love hearing the hustle and the analytics behind everything too. Yeah, and how big of a part that is. So so Mike, man, I mean, you tease the audience on what you've been into, what you've been up to over the last couple of years, but I'm wondering from the beginnings. I mean, you're out. You're out from Connecticut. Yeah. 
Bustling, and, bustling entertainment. And now you now you're in like mainline LA, hanging yeah. out with Logan Paul, hanging out with influencers, killing it with Love Sack. I mean, walk me through what life was like growing up in Connecticut and this transition you took all the way from there to coming out in LA and just being escalated into this whole crazy zoo we call LA, man. Man, it's we dude, it's it's like it's a story that I couldn't even like get a quarter of, but like it, there's just so many ups and downs and like I, I, a lot of struggles, you know, in between, you know, starting in Milford and, and Connecticut and, and being here, um, you know, just Connecticut, you know, working on the brand side, like, um, not the brand side, working with like small businesses at first on social. And like I did, I, I helped, uh, AOL build the patch network like for like hyper local news and just did a lot of like small here and there stuff and <laughs> it really, like yeah, yeah. AOL was a yeah, giant yeah, back yeah, then man pretty big it only recently fell off yeah and yeah. and like just did like a lot of like smaller stuff and oh, wait, um, wait, wait shout out to AOL I am by the way yeah that's where it went down hell yeah Mighty Mouse thirteen thirteen dude that's, that was my <laughs> that was my uh, screen name but um yeah just did like you know just just regular like a lot of regular like typical type stuff like I was not like a middle class family like you know strong mom strong dad like divorced parents 15 like you know but still maintain touch with them and um really tight with my two sisters um but you know for the most part like pretty generic stuff you know what I'm saying like yeah. definitely at least through high school and then definitely um struggled well, when, yeah. when did the divorce it by the way because that kind of strikes a personal yeah, tone yeah, with yeah. me man because yeah. uh you know, uh, recently, since I've kind of come out on my own in L.A., my parents, have, they're kind yeah. of on the verge of separation right now. Yeah. So how did that hit you back then? Man, it was uh, it was tough, dude. Like, my dad was the my dad was the rule maker. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was the guy that, that made the rules and enforced them. And so when he left, um, it left, like, a gaping, like, hole in terms of, like, maintaining me. And I was bad, dude. Like, I yeah. was really bad. And it, this and is, it, like – between middle Six, school and high school? I was like 15, 16, just the worst time, basically. You know, I'm, I'm a boy. I'm, like, going to rebel and shit. Yeah. And so um, it, it led me down a – like, I won't get into it too much today, but it led me down a really, really dark path for – um, a long for a long time about eight. I'm 33 now. Believe it or not, I know everybody. A lot of people think I'm more like 25. Oh, this guy's 26. like a model over here, yeah. looking young, man. I'm trying to, but uh, but uh, <laughs> you got I don't to know here, man. After all the shit that I've seen, bro. <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, it, you know, I went through a lot of like really, really dark stuff and um, had some really bad demons, dude. That that I had to fight. Um, and luckily, and 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 you know, I've been blessed to have gotten through some really nasty shit that a lot of people don't get a chance to make it out of. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, anyways, so, so kind of, you know, the trajectory after, you know, 2012, you know, I started working, doing a lot of social, a lot of stuff with small companies like AOL Mm -hmm. and, uh, and linked up with, linked up with Sean, the founder at Love Sack and was doing stuff for him and then kind of joined Love Sack. Back in Connecticut. So, right. Right, Still in Connecticut. And, uh, 2014, 2015, working in the tool closet with Sean because there's, you know, like I said, uh, nowhere to really work in the office. And, um, you know, they, I was doing a lot of work for him and, and for his socials. And, and it, at some point, the brand said, yo, we want this kid. He's really good. Yeah. You know? And so they brought me on and I took over Love Sack Social in like 2015, probably 1,700 followers on Instagram, 30,000 on Facebook. And, it's really been a, it's been a little bit of a, bl- of a blur since then, dude. Like, like in, in a good way, like we've done so much stuff, man. We've, 
we've worked like like I said, like Logan was the first influencer I ever worked with, but I've worked with everybody, dude, since then. I mean, we've worked with Gronkowski, we've worked with Jay Z, we've worked with Wazel, Halsey, Jeezy. Co- you know, we've done activations at Coachella, South by. I spoke at South by. Um, with Love Sack kind of as the platform for that. Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 been a really it's been a really uh, it's been a lot of work, but yeah. it's been a lot of fun, dude. Like I tell people all the time, like, yo, you want to make a ton of money like really fast, going to sales. You want to make a little bit of money, have the chance to make a lot of money, but have a lot of fun going to marketing. I could totally agree with that. <laughs> I mean, sales is where the commission is at. Even uh, in radio at Kiss, I mean, some of them make a freaking killing, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the marketing has that cool creative edge to it. Totally. And totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, so, so you you name-dropped uh, these different influencers. And before we get into that, was there anything else you wanted to touch on kind of from your childhood, from the transition out from Connecticut out to Yeah, LA? I mean, I mean, that the, we didn't the L.A. On? transition has been weird, dude. It, it, it really – it's it's – you, it's well, hard you're to, currently in New York, right? But I'm what came still first? In, I'm still in Connecticut, right? Okay. And so and so, and I spend you're a lot of time. Tri-coastal. No, yeah, I really am, and I'm still in, I'm still in Connecticut, right? And I and I'm I'm in Stanford, so I'm you know half hour or 45 minutes from New York. Yeah. Spend a ton of time in the city. Have friends at, at Tau Group, and so spend a lot of time at Tau and Vandal and Marquee and all the all the hot spots in New York. So yeah. have, shout out to Tau Group, by the way. They're yeah, awesome. Yeah, Tau's huge. Yep. And so uh, John Schwartz. Uh, and so, you know, spend a lot of time in New York, but, but really through, really through Logan, you know, I, like, I, I can't even, I can't even say enough about this kid, dude. And, and obviously he's, he's been in the news, um, this year for some good reasons, some bad reasons. And I think the, the biggest news he made was for something that he did that was really stupid and that he's, you know, worked tirelessly at correcting and 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 doing what he can to correct it and and, yeah. and he's he's a completely different person now than when i when i knew him before tokyo right mm-hmm. and um but dude like oh you're saying his character just shifted 180 he, or what uh, 180 degrees dude he's 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 he you know he was always he was always a good kid yeah he was always a good kid but just the amount of care and 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 thoughtfulness he puts into his work now um it was a big learning experience for him you know and um I mean, the, the biggest thing I could see is that it, it was a huge wake-up moment to realize how much impact he was really dealing with. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, he, you know, like, he, I, I, I think, you know, not to get into it too much, but I think a lot of influencers and a lot of, especially these really big ones, have this invincibility feeling, you know, where they, they, they kind of, they kind of, and they kind of just do what they want to do dude like that's that's the only way yeah. I could to put it like they do what they want and they and they kind of think like that nothing can go wrong until it does that plus they're trying to get reaction and hits 100 percent. So it's, it's a all perfect about, storm for all, something to go yeah, wrong at the yeah, same time 100 you know? like it's that's what this is all about it's about entertainment and views and he got mixed up and did something stupid whatever so anyways um well it Back to the role yeah, he, yeah, he, was yeah, play, yeah. he played a huge role in your transition to LA. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, he was really like the first influencer that I worked with when he was just on. on when you were still in Connecticut, right? Yeah, I was still in Connecticut. Well, you still are now, technically. Yeah, right? it's I don't even know where I am half the time, bro. Like I'm literally just back and forth, like LA, Connecticut. Like I'm just like constantly I'm playing floating like, right now. Yeah, floating, dude. Like going after that Delta Platinum 
this year. Uh, almost, <laughs> Live on the plane. Almost there, bro. 75,000 miles. You're going to have a bedroom on the plane, Yo, too. Yo, for real, dude. I hope so. But anyways, um, though, I mean, what kind of role did he play? Yeah, it sounds so, like he I mean, played like, a big role. Like, so I was in Connecticut, and I, you know, like, I never, I didn't have any, like, like experience with, like, celebrities and stuff like that. And and when I met Logan, like, he still really wasn't. Like, he was kind you know, he was he was big on Vine, but, like, Vine's Vine. It's not, like, TV. It wasn't, like, like a household name, no, either, right? No. So I met him, and, like, through this, like, friendship and, like, hanging out with him and traveling with him and doing this and that, like, most of the stuff for the brand, I started meeting, like, other people. And yeah, so at first I started just doing like brand campaigns with him yeah. and like he, he would do like an Instagram giveaway. We'd do this, we'd do that. And like, he would kind of like, uh, I would have him like fit into our like content schedule, right? Whatever, yeah. like marketing. And then I started like, we, we, we hung out for the first time at Travis Shana's house. And so we did this video content with him and it was like this love sack video shoot. And I'm, and you know, I was kind of like, Oh shit, like Logan's here, blah, blah. And I was like, this, this cool man. And, and he was just like, Yo, oh, man, you didn't like, set that up? Because I've seen the pictures and video from that. No, I did. No, it was my op. It oh, was my okay. op. And I yeah. said it, it was all set up. And like Roman Atwood was there and Pashana yeah. was there. And it was like a big thing. But like, you know, like everybody else, it was like kind of business. But me and him were like clicked, bro. Like I was just like, yo, I like this dude. He's funny, bro. And uh, he, he, me and him have the same that. kind of energy, bro. Like yeah. we're just off the walls, like bonkers. Yeah. Like just high energy. But also like we say it all the time, like deceivingly smart. Like, he's deceivingly smart. He's really, really, really smart, you know? We had that one, you know, brand thing, and then, like, we did another one, and then we're like, yo, I kind of want to chill with this dude, like, like, like almost like a, like, stepbrother's like, did we just become best friends? Like, it was like, it was like that, and so, <laughs> yeah. like, and so, like, before this you knew it, like. we were still flying back and yeah, forth. Yeah, like, just, and yeah. I wasn't that much at the time. Like, I'd been to L.A., like, a couple times, but mm-hmm. even when I first started coming out here, I'm like, yo, I like L.A. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I like it out here a lot, dude. Like, I like, I like it. Like, everything, like, the sun, the girls like whatever bro right like i just like it here you mm-hmm. know and so we, you know he was at 1600 at the time and 1600 like i don't know if you know the story 1600 but it was, uh, this was that influencer. management group or no, no no the 1600 vine vine street oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. bro everybody was there it, like it was like the influencer world bro and and like and that's just crazy because weird just one bro. apartment complex weird bro it, it was like him uh wampa um lele pons hannah stott like I'm pretty sure like everybody lived there. At and it's some not point. like that anymore. Right? There's a lot of them still there. Oh, okay. There's a lot of them still there. But, but like in a way, like I don't know if I give him too much credit, but LP was like a catalyst for like a lot of this shit, dude. Like he, like I tell people all the time, like th- this dude like shits out influencers. Like he, you hang out with him long enough, you will be, and I'm living proof of it. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not an influencer, but like. I have 150,000 I mean, you, you, you got a good amount of followers, yeah, dude. And so it's like he like and and he doesn't even do it. It's not like we went on some campaign to get me followers. Like he he just bled. He knows it. Yeah. He knows it. Like he's like, "Yo, like if you team up with him or hang out with him, like you become like something." Mm-hmm. And it's almost it's just like weird thing where he has to be like selective over like who he like brings into the circle because when they leave, they're going to have 2 million followers. That's bro. fucking crazy. It's weird, dude. He's That's just weird got this that kind of insane influence. influence. Yeah. Like it's like hyper. It's on the next level, bro. Let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. And, and by the way, so you were saying you're still on Connecticut, but you're flying like 24 seven. You're either in LA or New York at this point, right? Like for the most part. Now I am. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't always. Yeah. Right? But so taking this transition to that kind of lifestyle, yeah. that's what we're talking about here yeah. with, uh, you know, transition to LA Logan played a huge role in it to start it, to start it. And yeah. then, and then what happened was I got out here and like, he, he and like the relationship with him, like got me into like a few places, but that's all I need. 
I just need a foot in the door. That's it. You know no, I'm what I'm saying? And, and then, like, bro. You just need a piece and then you stretch it. that into a mile, that's right? That's it, dude. And so, like, once I got into, like, once I went to, like, my first party at Warwick and, like, hung out with, like, Eli and I was at Poppy and, like, doing this, I was, like, making Wait, relationships. Elon Musk? No, <laughs> Eli owns Warwick. Uh, we, oh, by the way, we just did some stuff with you. I sent Elon Saxonals last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see Elon chilling on Saxonal after probably, he uh, released that flamethrower. So, yeah. So, he actually, he did a he did an interview on TV where he, uh, they showed his couch on a, on TV. It was, like, this big viral moment, this crappy couch, bro. And they were, like, like what's the deal with this couch? He's, like... Well, sometimes, you know, I'm at Tesla late at night and I sleep on it. And so us, whenever anybody big mentions a couch on, on TV, online or whatever, we're sending shit to him. Like, yo, you'd sleep much better on sectionals, Elon. So we send, we send uh, I, got a, I got a friend who works at SpaceX. Yeah. He connected, once again, another relationship, right? Yeah. He connected me with Elon's manager or with Elon's assistant, sorry. And we sent couches and sacks to Tesla up in like San Francisco. And really quickly, how yeah. quick does something like that happen for you? I mean, is that like dude, over a week, over a month, day, over a couple bro, days? It happens daily, dude. Like, I mean, every day, like, I got an email on the way here today from the Jonas Brothers. Like, they want sacks in their house. Like, I mean, like, the, like it's, it happens daily. Mm. Like, every day, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to someone that's doing something. And yeah. so it's just like kind of this like ever evolving like uh, machine of influencer celebrity partnerships, marketing. Blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's a lot. So <laughs> bringing it back yeah. uh, with Logan kind of transitioning you yeah. in here. So, so you're meeting more and more people then, and now you just built your own network and almost like yeah. a, a LA family now, yeah, right? Is that kind of what's sh- happened for real? And man, I love it out here, dude. Like I said, I really do. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth um, out here. Like, Probably twice a month now. Mm-hmm. A ton of really good friends out here. Um, I mean, and the thing that I think is really cool is, you know, LA is famous for having people that are really surface level, really shallow, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. But I was checking out your vlogs, and it seems like like you're good enough friends with a lot of these people to, like, throw them into your videos and, and FaceTime with them and all yeah. that stuff. And I was like, shit, I mean, that's kind of something to talk about because a lot of people, you know, maybe they, you know, for example, especially with marketing, maybe you deal with these people but you don't really cross that friendship boundary. Boundary. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's awesome to see that you've been able to traverse that. And that's it's 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 an authenticity thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like I just, there are a lot of surface level people here. Like and, that's. And, 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 but and this is probably only a select few out of the sea of people you've worked with uh, too. I mean, there's a lot of people that have straight business. Hundred percent. I do. Yeah. I, I did three hundred. You know, three four hundred influencer partnerships in in 2018 already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I don't keep maintain contact with all of them some of them you know but um but but like me and lp you know more than any of the other ones have i mean he he's basically my best friend like quite quite literally like and he and he would say the same thing about me and so now it's it's just it's just a really weird ecosystem of like love sack maverick lp like now he's boxing and it's like it's it's been a really um it's been a challenge for me to try to figure out like what I'm really doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just doing all of it. Like what your purpose is? Kind of. Yeah, you know, kind of. Like what am I like what like or or better yet, like what the right next step is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what do I what do I wanna be doing? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because by the way, like I can do any of it. I can do like I, I start like you said, you were watching my YouTube and my vlogs, right? And I stopped doing those. I, I saw stopped. that. Yeah, it's been like what seven months or something it's like been that. Six seven months now because yeah. I felt myself making stuff that other people were making. 
Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like, I, I didn't see a purpose. We I almost fell into that with uh, travel stuff for a yeah. while. And, then- and you just see it and you're like, yo, this isn't me. You're like, this isn't me, man. And like, I, and, and the worst part was like, fucking good at it, bro. Like they were entertaining. Like people were like, yo, this shit's funny, bro. I like agree. it's good, dude. And like, it, 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 you know, actually, sorry. Uh, we on tangent. Like you keep going. Mm-mm. I have a comment. Um, one thing I saw in your blogs and that's been really standing out to me is I've always been like, fuck jump cuts. Like they're stupid. They look yeah. horrible. Dude, now when I see videos without jump cuts, I'm like, this is going on forever. Ever, dude. dude, stop breathing. Forever, bro. Oh, my God. Forever. Bro. So I, when you're editing, because I assume you edit your vlogs, I did right? edit a lot of them. I, had, I ended up getting an editor at the end. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. Big cheese over here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't. No, I just, I through a relationship I had with someone, I just, I, you know, somebody wanted to Oh, yeah, to get someone involved. was like, hey, let me edit your vlogs. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you make Props. friends. And you're always, and you're always, and... And it's, you know, one hand washes the other. Like, what, you're doing something for them. By like the way, that. I'm going to shout them out on Instagram as my editor. Like, okay. it's, it's, it's a trade always, bro. It's always a trade, right? Yeah. Jump cuts, dude. Vlogs, YouTube brought the jump cuts back, bro. Like, now you're just like, I'm people never, want ba 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 ba. I never realized that I, I really, like, dug deep into Cody Coe's stuff because he really trashes the travel influencers yeah, in a funny yeah, yeah. way. And, and I just got addicted <laughs> after that. And, man, I mean... I've really noticed it, it like just keeps the stimulation going in your yeah. mind too. So to where I, I feel like viewer retention rises too with it because you're able to sit through that whole video. You yeah. know, there's not so many yeah. pauses in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like vlog, vlogs and that, that kind of content you're putting out a, uh, if you're putting out a 20 minute video, it, like all 20 minutes of it have to be pretty, pretty like, relevant to the to the viewer and i'm sure i'm sure you've seen the publishing of other people's vlogs too i mean uh, as a rule of thumb kind of like when it comes to editing what what do you look for when you're making those jump cuts too just as like a little piece of advice to throw out there to the listeners that's like that's like a personal feel type thing you know what i'm saying but like after a certain number of episodes or of pieces of content you know what your fans want to see you you get feedback on what they are relating to and what they like, and you just give them more of it. Like, that's the biggest thing I would say from a content standpoint. Test everything, find what works, and then never leave it, dude, until it stops working. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's that's a that's a lesson I learned at Lovesack and that we, we continue to use. If it ain't for, uh, broke, don't fix it kind of thing. This is straight right? up, dude. And so, yeah. like, we, so, like, we, we, <laughs> if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. Don't broke it. <laughs> we, Love that, we, guys. We found a, we found a piece of content in like 2016 that, it, like, the way we positioned the love sack with, like, and, and how it was set up and, like, who was in it and, like, how it looked. 100,000 new Facebook fans overnight. The first picture, the first piece of content that looked exactly like this, the way it was shot. The way the girl was in the sack with the blanket bundled up, tucked down in the big love sack, $1,300, love sack. So now we're like, yo, like we found something here. Every shoot after that looked exactly Look the same. Look for those elements. Same elements, bro. And so they bring me in to, to run the shoot because See, I produced that first piece of content through an influencer. Yeah. An influencer made it. And we were like, oh, this is cool. This should be good on social. Put it out there. Boom, dude. Like – it had 192 million impressions, bro. Wow. On, mostly organic. Like, no paid, bro. Mostly organic. Isn't it, isn't it kind of interesting, too, like, how much uh, converts to followers, too? Because that, that is a shitload of people. 100,000 new Facebook But then you got 100,000 likes off of that. I mean, 
that ratio always like kind of depresses me. But I mean, we just roll with it. It's math, baby, <laughs> right? I mean, I wish those conversions were bigger, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just like I said, it's about testing. Marketing's all about testing. Yeah. We, you know, in sales, it's ABC always be closing. Yeah. Like, always be closing in sales. In marketing, it's ABT always be testing. Oh, like okay. literally, it's just testing. And then when you find it, I like that. So, I haven't heard of that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I just made it. I just made. I just made it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> By the way, what uh, what kind of strategy do you push when it comes to social? I mean, man, you got what is it, 125, 150k yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, you, you, you got a, a decent following on YouTube, and you're learning from some of the great, some of the biggest influencers in the game. I yeah. mean, what is some strategy that you've picked up on? It's so funny. Like I think, like when I when I started hearing you ask about strategy, I started thinking on the brand side, and then I always forget that like I, there's these two entities because there's then there's me and my channels as well. I mean, um, I guess it applies to both, right? In, in a way, but on the brand side, like my my biggest advice for other people that work on the brand side, especially in social media, is like know what works on your channels, but also know what doesn't work. And so what I mean by that is. There's, there's a lot of brands like that are more traditional brands that try to like take their key messages that they're like trying to push out at that particular moment in time. And then like last minute, like tweak them for social, like, Oh, we're going to make this into a cool social post. I, I work from the, from the flip side. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I live in social. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't like just like go to work. Like I don't go to work nine to five, bro. Like I, this is my life. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I immerse myself in all of the conversation daily. I like listen to what people are talking about. I know about every new meme. Like when the Arthur fist meme drops, like I know about it. Like, like when the, you know, like when, when like every little meme, like whatever your favorite, like dog in the burning building, like this is fine. Meme drops like all, like I know about this stuff right when it happens. And so what it's I part do, of the game for you, bro, it is. And so what I because do is if you play along with that, that results in impressions and conversions for you and right? authenticity and, and like the feeling of, yo, these people know what's hot. And these know? are real people. Yeah. When for, I see like Wendy's uh, throw some yo, Wendy's smoke on Twitter. Nasty, so nasty. I make I, I, it, it makes me want to have a burger legendary, at their place more. Bro. I, 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 that, like, make, that mixtape. Sheesh. Yo, so crazy. Like they like them from an engagement point, like Groupon is really good too. Wendy's is like top level shit, dude. Like I, 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 I like fanboy over there. I think what's cool and, and ki- yeah, 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 yeah. Spon- sponsored by Wendy's. Hey, Wendy's, <laughs> hook it up. Yeah, let me get a junior bacon, please. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, like on the it, like, it takes on the barrier of it just being this entity. It it creates it makes the company be viewed more as like a personality. That's almost, what you right? want, dude, and that's what you want. Like like influencers. So here's the thing, like. Whenever you get a chance, look at the difference between engagement on an influencer account and engagement on a brand account. Crazy oh difference. Oh my god, bro. yeah. So like say say Lo- say Logan has for example, we'll keep going back to LP cuz my boy. I do. Say you got say Logan's got 16 million and he gets a million or 1.5 million likes per picture, which now with the sec- with the new generation of influencers isn't even insane because you got you got, I know this there's this girl Emma Chamberlain right now. She got like 3 million followers on Instagram. She gets 2 million likes. What? It's or like a million and a half likes. Like she's like 50, 60 percent engaged. Insane. That's but anyways, astronomical. That's crazy. Crazy. But either way, I, by the way, I, I've seen. Is it on average like kind of like six percent 
Is where a lot of people sit, or what? Like, like as so usually as the influencer gets bigger, the engagement drops, right? Yeah. But where else? Yeah, Kim actually worked at a macro influencer agency that okay, would yeah, align yeah, deals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're a little familiar. Yeah, with it. yeah. But so, so what I was getting to was like wh- when you look at brands, though, a brand will have sixty million followers, and they'll get like fifty thousand likes. Like they don't get brands aren't historically engaged like influencers are because they haven't created. Unless it's a real powerful brand that like a Nike, bond, like yeah. that bond that exists between influencer and fan, and so I've always wanted to run Lovesack like an influencer account, if possible, you know. But you know, we haven't. There are places that we could do better in terms of like putting a face on the brand, blah blah, whatever. But we're long story short, like it, you want to start at social. Don't start at your mess at your marketing message and then tweak it. Like, yo, how can we turn this email into a social post? No. You want to say, like, what is social telling me would work on these What's channels? What's hot with social? Exactly. And what can and we take how from that? And how can I make my marketing look like that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, how can I make that into my marketing? Like, start with the channel because it's such a niche channel. Like, your copywriter might be nasty at copywriting across catalog, across TV commercials, whatever, and then they can't write for social because it's such a niche channel, dude. Like, it just takes a very specific person. Yeah. I like that. I mean, creating with what's hot and uh, not being too uh, packaged on it yeah, when it never. comes to uh, branding. Yeah. Um, okay, you're looking at it from the brand side, but, I mean, you're a creator too. So what what about when you're looking at it from the creator standpoint? You're kind of the same idea, just, very similar? It, it is similar. It's, it's, it's just listening to your fans. Yeah. And, by the way, like, there's a lot of people that aren't doing that right now. Like, there's a lot of people that have, have, like, found their comfort zone and they're not listening to their fans. Their fans are saying, yo, we want you to to do this. We want you to do that. Remember, they keep the lights on. Like, those are the, the fans are the, are the customers for influencers. Like, that's how they make money. And so if you're a fan, like, the one thing I can encourage any influencer to do is read your comments occasionally. Get in your comment section on your YouTube videos and read your comments. See what your fans are saying because that is your customer base. Like, straight up, they're buying your merch. They're watching your videos. They're getting all your your ads. Like, that's your customer base. And so if your fans say, oh, we liked him better when he held the camera two years ago before he had a professional, I don't know, maybe think about holding the camera again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, think about going back to your roots or whatever. So, like, just listen to the people, whether it's your influencer or brand. It's essentially listening to the market, which businesses have to do as well. You have to. And it's really interesting looking at this from a macro scale. I mean, we've looked at – influencers when they get big and then their following goes stale. Have you ever seen that? Where they'll have this so million much. follower count. So much. Where, where is the engagement? Bro, it just, it, 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 I mean, then there's also like a lot of fake people out there too. <laughs> so another thing. There's a lot of fake influencers. I, I, I don't know how people do it, but I've heard people using bots for oh, YouTube dude, and crazy there's so shit. much, there's so much stuff going on. And I, for me, it's like, I've worked an influencer for so long now I can spot it in five seconds. Like, and I have to make those decisions every day because I work with so and many Do you think the real um, decision makers and big brands know when someone's fake? Brands don't know. A lot of brands don't know what they're doing on influencers. Oh, really? They don't. There, there are, there are, there's a very small group of people like me. I can name them. I can name some of them. I will. Like Connor Blakely, um, Kevin Gold, Kevin Gold, who was, um, used to manage uh, Jake Paul's camp and now is working with Food God. There's a very small group of people in their like mid-20s to early 30s that just get influencer. 
brands still did this brands are re- turning to agencies are relying on agencies and then the agency doesn't know the agency doesn't know what they're and, doing and then they're just spending a shitload of money money right and so it's happening it's legitimately happening and there's a very select crew of people who have by the way not only the understanding of the influencer space like really understand it but also the relationships to get discounted rate cards yeah like like if a brand reached out to me and was like yo we want to work with this person i'll be like all right let me call them like i'm not calling their agent like i'm gonna hit them up and be like yo nike's trying to work with you or, or like whoever's trying to work with you yeah but let's get them a deal because this is a good long-term relationship to build and they're like all right mike whatever you know what like, i'm saying by so the like, way throw that 20 percent commission on the top yeah like or whatever right yeah exactly <laughs> but like it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a small crew but like brands are still Brands are still struggling a lot yeah. with, the, with this with this whole thing, and it, it's a lot of times I say it like this: it's hard to add logic to a really illogical situation. Influencers a really weird place, dude. It's really weird. I mean, people still, everyone's learning still, and things are yeah, always changing. Sure. Algorithms are always changing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can. It's always it's always like usually the engagement, and I'll even dig into the comments sometimes. Like I'll dig oh, yeah. in, I'll be, I'll dig and in see and like what type of people well, are commenting, listen, Because right? listen, you have these things called engagement groups. Like I'll shout out another, <laughs> I'll shout out another fake situation right now. Well, we, we've done, we've done that here. No, hit it. no that's fine. Yo, listen, listen, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But like engagement groups, there's a lot of people out there doing engagement groups. And so you have somebody that has 2 million purchased followers that are, are some of them are bots. Like who knows what they well, are, but never then they, purchase followers, no, that's fine. But yeah. And even if you did whatever, but they, they follow it up with another layer of engagement group. And so now you've got a, now you've got something that looks it's very like steroids real. Steroids on Instagram. It right? looks very real because they've got 2 million followers. They've got 2,400 comments and all these likes because their engagement group that they have in their DM or whatever is doing the work for them. And so now you really got to dig and Now I'm reading the content of the, of the comments. But every comment but what puts up the first red flag when you're looking into those I'll tell situations. You, I'll tell you right now. I'll give you some C. I'll give you a secret. You got you got a lot of this engagement group stuff happening in the style space. So you've got these girls that are, are are swimsuit girls, right? And every comment is great photo, babe, looking hot, abs on fleek, like three words. Because yo, in this engagement group, these people have to engage. All of the other people in the engagement group, every time they post, so they don't have time to write. Like when I engage you on your shit, it's going to be like, yo, this was a really well done post, much better than the one that you did with this person, whatever. Like I'm your boy. I'm going to make it unique and cool. Yeah. The, like the engagement group, people are just like, yo, awesome pick. Damn. Exclamation point. Exclamation. You really know what's up. Bro, I've been in this We've game, seen dude. That, right, Kim? You ain't, bro, you're not going to finagle me, bro. Like I've been in this game since the, since the yeah. beginning, dude. Uh, what do you think about... The relationship between engagement groups and doing a paid post. Paid posts are fine. Yeah, paid but, posts but, are fine. but you're using the engagement group to inject some more engagement to make it look good to the brand. Yeah, it's fake though. Like they might not even – the engagement group, people might not even look at it. A paid post is different because because the, 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 the platforms have shut down your reach. And so if I post on our channel, like I we have – just about 700,000 on Facebook now. And on Love Sack, right? For Love Sack, right? And like if I post, it could be a few thousand people that see that post. I, I've heard this. It's, like it's an horrible. Epidemic on it's Facebook, horrible, yeah. right? So like, so like, yeah, like brands have to spend money. Oh, brands have sorry, to spend by money. paid posts, I meant uh, a paid like deal from a brand to you, for oh, example. Like if a, you're oh, like a, oh, yeah, that yeah. That is a good piece though because even at Kiss, they have, uh, or the other stations too, they have like these big followings 
man, no conversions and engagement yeah, are engagement. horrible. But yeah. Facebook is really throttled that what all these people it's see. Wild. It's wild to imagine it, that you you own this audience that you've you've paid to get them in to your page and, now and they're, still not, to, they're still not seeing your content because Facebook wants to get paid on both ends. You paid yeah, Facebook to get them to like your page. And then they want you to pay for again every post to reach now. them. Yeah. Can you imagine Zuckerberg, you son of a bitch. Dude. <laughs> You're smart. You know what he's doing, You're a smart man. motherfucker, dude. Straight up. <laughs> but uh, what about uh, when it comes to like, if a brand reaches out to you. Yeah, it happens. And then, or let's say your love. Okay. I'll just give you a yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. Your love sex. Yeah. You're like, Hey, I want to give this influencer a couple of thou to post and somehow you find, uh, or I don't know, potentially they could be using it like a engagement pod. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm not working with them. Once I'm not working with out, them. Yeah. Yeah. Once I find out, no, I'm not working with them. Because like, so that, that's not the right, the, dude, the I have same too many, engagement that you could get from an organic call. hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, I have too many good, there's too many good influencers out there. Yo, like literally the macros are maniacs. Like, like you can, you can blow a brand up if you spend enough money and like do, do the right campaign with a Shane Dawson, with a, with a, um, you know, like Lele Pons. Like these people's fans are crazy, bro. Hurry. Lily Pons engagement is crazy too. Crazy. For how bigger following is, it amazes Crazy, bro. Yeah. Like huge. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I assumed you would say anyways. Yeah. Have you had any experiences where you've had a shut down a relationship with someone because you realized no, that was I mean, going listen, on? like I do, I, I don't do a lot of macro campaigns. We do a lot of product seeding. And so like, we're just get. I don't pay my, I, we don't pay influencers really. really. We, our product is so, is so sought after and like desirable that it's just, it's trade. about me trying to negotiate the like agents that i have to deal with sometimes like to get them to, to like back down because they're like yo my my like influencer really wants this stuff and like but we don't do we don't do free we don't do product trade out like advertising we only do it for paid and i'm By like trade out though you're not just saying free product i mean i think what i read online is did you guys ever offer deals with certain influencers where you would throw them a commission oh we'll too, do right? share we don't yeah. we haven't we haven't historically done a lot of it just because it's a pain in the ass yeah the like 90 to, to see what sales are really getting yeah and 95 and by the way we sell it we sell 12 to 1500 beanbag chairs it's not like t-shirts where people are like see it want it buy it it's a consideration item they got to learn a little bit about the product maybe go sit in it in the store there's 70 stores go mm-hmm. to one you found your job at Lo- love sack and you're making this transition to uh marketing manager but what was this? I assume that you had this light bulb moment where you're like, "Oh shit! Like, I can really do this." Because I think we all go through this point at either our job or our career pursuit where we're so unsure of ourselves until we get this affirmation, right? So, what was that for you? <laughs> That's I have a, I have one that like it strikes me immediately. So, um, uh, we we operate and we historically have operated a little bit differently at love sack because we're such a bootstrap company where like I, when I took over the social channels, like it, it, I didn't have like a creative team backing me. Like it wasn't like I had daily conversations with this creative team and they were like feeding me content, content, content. It was like, all right, you own the social channels, get to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll check in on you. We'll see how it's going. But like, so, but before, Right before you got the position, I'm sure you were still kind of like, oh, felt a little bit uneasy about yourself. I maybe, felt really right? uneasy, bro. I was taking over, like, even though it was a, at the time, like, for me, like a 40, 36, $40 million brand, annual brand, like, that was a big deal for me. Like, I hadn't had an account like that before. And, that, and then I went full time and I was like, 
um, like I'm the voice of this brand, bro. I'm like the I'm like the first line of of offense, if you will, for this brand. And so it's like, um, I already had like a really strong background in writing and also in just like understanding like social and content and all this stuff. Like I I had developed it from just studying and like living in that area. And so I started to do like these these. I was doing these like trial partnerships, but I remember like even in like these early days or like in these early days, like no one really gave me like a ton of respect. Like not, they didn't disrespect me, but they were like, they were like, oh, like social media is like cool, whatever. Like, it's like kind of cool. Like, I don't even know that we really need to do it. Whatever. Well, did they know they were like, we're playing with the giant. Bro. So I end up, I end up doing this, um, you know, still really early on. I end up doing this like little, this partnership with insiders. And so like, it's a, it's like a, like business insider, like insider. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I was still really green and like, didn't like know what I was doing a hundred percent. I was learning like corporate and everybody was kind of like, Oh, Mike's like out there just having a good time, like doing social, <laughs> whatever. Right. And so I Chilling make this, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. whatever. Yeah. Right. No, at the time I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing shit, dude. I was in Connecticut all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I made this, uh, I, I made this piece of content with insider and mm. It was just like a short video, but like I gave him direction on how it should be shot, like all this stuff. And like, I, I like helped him through some of the messaging and like ran like a brand campaign, like a little brand video with insider. And they had, you know, six and a half million on Facebook, whatever it was a big, it was pretty, you know, it was cool. It was like my first time. And I was like, but it's still like, I'd seen other brands work with them and they had like a little bit of success. I made this video with insider and I, I, I like, they were like, oh, we're going live today with the piece that we made. And I was like, all right. Whatever. Like publishing not, it. Yeah, they're going to publish it to their Facebook. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it won't. Next day, I get a call from IT on my cell phone. Yo, the site's crashed. The site's crashed, bro. We can't, we can't do business online right now. What did you do? And it was like early in the morning, and I'm like, yo, what just happened? How old were you when this, this happened? This was, it was like 2000. I was, you know, I don't know, five years ago. Okay. Four or five years, four, yeah, four yeah. years ago. 44 million views, 24 hours, bro. What the 40, hell? So the, 44 so million? 44 million. Wikipedia. What was this on? It was just a, it was a, it was a video on Love Sacks. On we Facebook? Did or? It, they were on Facebook and we did it the right way based on like stuff that I'd learned and like what I knew about the content, blah, blah, blah. I led them through this, this campaign of how to do it right, the program. And, and so there's a call coming in now from Wikipedia. Yo, you guys now have the most viewed brand video in the first 24 hours in the history of the internet. Wow. Bong. Yo, man, I think you, I think like, okay, like we might have something here. <laughs> give it, give it a few more months. Yeah. 210 million views, bro, on Facebook, okay? Yeah. Millions of dollars of incremental revenue off of one piece of social content. No one's wow. saying, yo, Mike's that kid that does dumb shit for social anymore. Like, could have made the year based on that video all from one video all from one video dude one partnership was and there so, was there a paid promotion involved not, to get the video really. out there at all no not really and we we shared it all it on organic our it, was really. just, it was just wild bro i've never seen anything take off like that in my life it was wild wow. and then from there you're like boing light yeah, bulb dude, and they're like yo you're like, like shit i'm okay bro and I got they're like this. they're like yo uh we want to like give you a budget next year like you're gonna have a budget now control <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we go spend some money and so that's when things your got confidence in. uh yeah. the company oh, skyrocket yeah, after sure. that for sure 
what were the elements that you learned that worked uh, in this campaign? Yeah, I mean, it was just like, and you know, it, you know, one thing that I find interesting is maybe those elements worked then, but they might not work now, which is the craziest thing. These ones still do. Change. Oh, these okay. one, these these ones have been timeless. But I get your point. Let us know. Then. It was it was it was just it was just really knowing how to show the product. Like this is this is like you know ABCs in the brand world, like how to show the product positioning, like all of that stuff, like how to shoot it, how to talk about it, how like the, the tempo of the video should be, should it be like upbeat, whatever. And like gave those learnings to insider, they produced this piece and it, and it took off. So it's just about, it was just another example of like really knowing your craft, studying it. And then, and then creating a relationship with the people that were going to build this content and, and, and offering them the stuff they needed to build the content for you. That's like a, it's a big part of, relationships and partnerships nowadays especially with all these influencer stuff where you might be working with someone that doesn't know your brand you've they've never heard of you you've never heard of them even a lot of times creating a relationship telling them how to set how to position it how to light it how to do all these things and really creating a good working relationship if anyone want, wants to look up this video, what do they Google? Just it's Love Sack like, Insider? It's on like Love Sack Insider. You should be able to find it, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's on the Insider page. On That's a crazy it's story, crazy. man. And I bet, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, it's especially just being in a company and kind of being looked at as like the newbie or whatever. I mean, you probably probably walk around with some cloud after that. For a little bit, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like it was really, it was really cool. And, uh, it, it was People awesome. People looked because, at you differently too. Uh, I think so. After that video, bro, like especially IT, they weren't happy, dude. Like they were like, bro, like they had to like upgrade. Why their would service they not be happy? Because they're crashing the site, bro. Well, because like, they, they don't want to work. Times, huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love our IT team, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to the yeah, IT yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, love Zach. IT is awesome. Um, no, but it, it was, it was, a, it was a, yo, it was like a, it was a career. My, it's one of my proudest moments, dude. It really was. Awesome. Um, any advice that you have for someone who will is looking to build their personal brand, whether it be with creating content or maybe like an entrepreneurial endeavor they're looking into. Any advice that comes to mind for you? For people that know what they want to do, like, or have an idea, um, it, w- it would be own it from the start. Like, you, you, like, for example, you, like, when you jumped in, like, you, you might have said to people, like, yo, I think I'm going to start a podcast. I would challenge people to say, I'm a podcaster. Like, I have a podcast. That's going to be fucking awesome. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, when I started, I started doing, and, and so for people who don't know what they want to do, because there's a lot of those people out there too, try everything. Try everything. Like, dude, try everything. Like, when I was, when I was like really getting really good at writing AOL, doing all this stuff, like on the writing side, I said, you know what? I want to start doing content stuff too. I want to like try photos. I didn't tell anybody that. You want to know what I told people? I'm a photographer. I'm a photographer. Hire me, bro, for your for your shoots. And that's how you learn the most, dude. And I jumped in, bro. I bought a Canon 70D. I started shooting. That's and then what people, we're shooting on over yeah, here. One shout of them. out Canon 70D, great camera. And so they're like, and so and so then I started shooting pictures, and they were like, "Do you do video?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do video." I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> meanwhile on your head, like, skilled oh, video. Fuck. fuck, bro. I'm a skilled videographer, bro. And and so they're like, and then oh, we've been then, through this, crazy, bro. Oh, and then man. they were like, and then they were like, yo, um, especially making money on the side, like, fuck. Yeah. And so then they were like, uh, the, uh, and then drones came out. And I was like, yeah, I do air. I do a lot of aerial video. I didn't even own a drone yet, but I was telling people at weddings, I'm and like, y'all shoot. Just- I bought a drone. I bought a DJI One, Phantom One, bro. And I was flying over people's weddings as they walked down the aisle. You're probably bro. learning how to work bro, the drone while you're going the thing over, at, the- like all the time. Oh man. And so like that's like my advice. Like literally, when I say fake it till you make it, I mean do it, bro. Like just be it. You're not trying stuff. You are it. You're it. I couldn't agree more, man, because. 
I, I've found myself, like you said, saying, oh, I'm going to do this. And when you're in that mentality, man, it gives you an excuse to put it off For more, sure. especially on your timeline. For sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's my main point there. But all I could say is, like, don't get paralyzed by saying what you're going to do. Just get out there and put some action to it, right? That's it. That's it. Get started. And and the other, and then, like, another thing is, is a, a funny thing that popped in my mind. We talk about influencers. For these, for these people that don't know what they want to do, there's a whole group of, like, kids. And, like, I don't know if, like, any kids will see this or whatever, but, like, kids, like, in their teens, too, that, like, <laughs> remember when we were growing up and people would be like, yo, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. I swear to God, bro, kids come up to me and they're like, yo, I'm going to be an influencer when I grow up. And, I'm, and, and, like, I get it. Like, I get why they say that. Like, I get it. Like, it's attractive. Like, Yo, like these people hang out with all the celebrities, like they're partying, they're just like living life, they have millions of dollars. You don't want to be an influencer. You want to be an artist. You want to be a creator. You want to be a painter. Influence is a side effect, yeah. is a bonus, is an ancillary benefit. You want to be It's kind of like saying celebrity, right? It, it is. Like you what become are you a celebrity through an action, right? That's right. What do you want to influence people to do exactly? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you want to inspire people to do? So, like, find your passion, and then maybe you become an influencer as well. But, like, for the most part, like, what do you want to, what do you want to be? Yeah. Not, what, not, not, I want to be an influencer. That's just a bonus, dude. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's just honestly, an influencer is just a label. You know what I mean? It, there's there's not substance to that. None, dude. Yeah. So we, we just covered some advice that, that you got for anyone looking to build a brand or pursue something. And we've been hearing a lot of the positive things that have come from your career or the wins. But I'm wondering, how do you – what kind of adversity have you been faced with? You talked about some depths uh, when you were growing up that you've had to overcome. And I'm sure you've had multiple other – forms of adversity throughout your career that you've had to figure out how to get around and end yeah. up winning in the end. Yeah. So any examples that come to mind, just so people can kind of relate to know that, you know, you're not just invincible that you yeah, struggle to totally. I mean, I, I, I struggle constantly. I mean, still to this day, like whether, you know, like, like everybody struggles. What about, right? what about self doubt? For example, totally dude, totally. Yeah. I mean, and, and having like the right, um, like frame of mind is so important as a, as a businessman or as like a content creator or whatever it is, like just thinking properly and, and, and thinking positively. And I, to be honest, like there, I have a lot of faults in that department. I'm not, I'm not near perfect. Like I could do a lot of work there. Um, but, but, uh, I mean, like I, I have, I have seen a, a good amount of struggles and I have, like I said before, like I have seen, um, you know, I've, I've lost some really good friends and, and just like everybody has. Um, and I've, I, I've dealt with some, some traumatic injuries in my life that I still carry with me a lot today. I broke my femur skiing. I've had quite a few concussions. I fractured my skull. Um, I broke my ankle, um, re shattered it really bad. And so I've got a lot of hardware in my ankle and had splenectomies. Like I've, I've had quite a few like life sa saving surgeries. Right. And mm. Um, those are traumatic as What's well. What's a splenectomy about? Splenectomy, yeah, they take your spleen out. And so oh, no spleen, yeah. Man, I've heard that yeah. can get really serious. It's nasty. It's nasty shit. And so like I've I've and, and you know, like this is just normally I wouldn't even talk about this stuff, but I think like especially with the ankle, because it brings back to like how to get past that. And so I'll 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 
like how to get past adversity, right? Like I'll bring back to that physical sense, like for myself, what I do. Times get really, really, really dark in life, in business and in life in general. Like mm-hmm. it just, ha- it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like nobody has a perfect life. The one thing I literally in my darkest times have said is one sentence over and over, which is, and, it, and I don't know if it sounds corny or whatever, but like, just keep going forward. Like fight for that ground, bro. Like yeah. if, and, and so like I bring it back to my ankle and I still have a ton of really bad pain in that ankle. It's arthritic. It's got two plates, 20 screws oh. in my right ankle. It's horrible. Still, wow. and I'll have to get a fusion on it. I'll have to take the ankle joint out at some point. And there are days when it, it inflames and it hurts so bad to even walk on it. And there are times where I'm like, yo, I got to sit down, dude. Like I can't even go anymore. I'm going to call an Uber or whatever. And I say to myself, just keep going, dude. Just keep walking forward. And it's, and I apply that same thing to adversity. Keep pushing. Never think that this isn't going to end. Never think that this isn't going to get better. Pull your head down and push through whatever is in your way mm-hmm. and just keep going forward. If you can't walk, crawl. Like, straight up, dude. And, like, I, I – there are times still, like, even to this day where I'm just, like another, – another big one for me is perspective, okay? And so, like, I, I say perspective. Like, there are times still to this day where I get so, like, much of that, like, self-doubt or, like, or like uncertainty or, like, worry or even sometimes just, like, being down about something where I'm, like, damn, like, why couldn't this have gone another way? Like, why couldn't I have done better? And I think back to a really important brand partnership that I did last year with a guy by the name of Travis Mills. Oh, I know Travis Mills. T. Mills. Different Travis Mills. Oh, never mind. My funny bad. that you said that because I know who that one is too. It's, it's so funny that there's two. Not T. Mills. I know you're talking about. So Travis Mills um, is one of the only surviving quadruple amputees, bro, from what? Afghanistan. And so love that we did a, no limbs did a, essentially, no limbs, right? Bro. So we did a so we did a brand a partnership with him at his retreat in Maine that he opened to bring in other amputees from the Iraq and Afghanistan war so that they can re-engage society a little bit before they go back out into the world, right? And um I just I still remember to this day meeting him for the first time. And and by the way, like like the most positive person probably that I've ever met. No arms, really? no legs, bro. Comes up to me joking around, messing around. And like, he's super positive and super happy. But I, my heart like was heavy, dude. Like seeing the, 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 the that casualty of, of war and of, of like life. Right. I, I know it, that's a perfect example because it, He's not just getting around that. He's having to wake up each day and be reminded of what's Every happened day, too. Every day, bro. And he and he's and he and he's, hey, he's kind of like your ankle. It's a physical thing that you're constantly reminded of, right? But imagine me wake up in the morning, getting out of bed with it's severe pain. Don't get me wrong, but I'm never like, yo, this pain is too bad for me to bear because someone nearby or near enough by has no arms or legs, bro. And so, like, I think like it, it's a mixture of dedication and 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 perseverance. But also perspective and knowing that, dude, somebody out there is struggling way worse than you. By the way, find that person and talk to them. Find the person and talk to them and, get some, and, and hear their story. Mm-hmm. Because, because hearing how bad it can be makes you understand how good you have it, dude. It really can. Would you say uh, with Travis, for example, did, did he have kind of the same process to look at the positive side of things? He had to, bro. He didn't at first. He didn't at first. He told his wife to leave. He told his wife to leave. His wife and his new baby, bro. 
came wow. to see him. He had lost a hundred pounds. He couldn't, he had nothing. He didn't have prosthetics yet. He was just a, he had no legs and no arms, bro. He's at Walter Reed yeah. and his wife visited him. And she's, and the first thing he said to her is, yo, take the kid and, and leave me like, go have a life. Like you'll get, you'll be fine for the rest of your life. Like, I want you to be happy. Leave me. And she didn't. And she stayed with him and he, he got through it. And now he's this extremely positive person that has this retreat in Maine and people come to the Travis Mills Foundation and they rebuild their lives without a, all limb or without an arm or, le- you know, whatever. Wow. Wild. Did So does, does he have any kind of thing he touches on to l- look at the positive th- side of, of things? Of course. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, it, he, it's funny. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to touch on anything. He yeah. just has to show up. Wow. He just has to show up. You know what I'm saying? And tell his, and tell a story. And then people are like, wow, like my missed car payment isn't that big of a deal. Or like, oh, let's bring it back to this. Like my business failure, like my yeah. campaign that failed. Just like, there's so much more to this story of life yeah. than your last failure, you mm-hmm. know? So you just keep pushing, That's yeah. it. you know? Jeez. Like really heavy, heavy shit, dude. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, know. I don't even want to change the topic after that. That's really heavy. Yeah. Um. Well, shout out to Travis, man, because that, that's really inspiring. Crazy inspiring. I'm definitely gonna have to check him out because yeah. that's an amazing story. Um. Well, you you just mentioned a campaign failure. Uh, what about overcoming that? Because I'm sure. You, you know, you don't have all home runs when it comes to marketing. That's <laughs> we for have sure. one dude that that's that sticks out to me. We did this campaign called Boston Moving Day. So in Boston, ninety, I think it's like eighty or ninety percent of the rentals in Boston turn over on one day, what? September first. Big college town, like obviously all the colleges. So September first, they have like a September first, September first lease. And people move every year. Like you go there, the streets are loaded, bro, with couches and stuff. And so like people can't get their couches out of their house. Mm-hmm. They call doctor to, a doctor to come in and like a couch doctor to saw it in half to take their couch out. So we saw really. Wait, how the hell did they even get it in the first place? I don't know. They got it in, but they can't get it out. <laughs> and so, and so we saw this. And, and so this, and so this PR agency that we were working with at the time saw this really innate, very smart campaign with our modular couch system that could fit through any doorway. Yeah. And so this was the biggest campaign we'd ever done. We dropped like 150K on it. And at the time, like that was huge for us. It was like our big bet for the year. And it just, it was just, it was stagnant. It was, it was just not a big, it wasn't a big payoff. And, uh, well, don't just scrape on it. I mean, nah, what exactly I mean, it was happened? Cool, but like you take the learnings from see, it. See, every, everyone just wants to kind of brush over their their uh, losses. You got you got to say what's yeah, up. What happened? Losses, bro. I mean, like it was it sucked. I mean, it it's, it didn't suck. It didn't suck. It's they, okay if it sucked. The suck. agency did a great job. The brand did a great job. It just didn't resonate. It just doesn't always. You did work, work the way. with the agency on that. Yeah, on that oh, one, okay. and and it just didn't work out. And and. You, you take the learnings from it. You say, all right, let's let's not spend as much next time. Let's see what's opportunistically available as opposed, like, can we find stuff that doesn't cost us 140K? We're not wrapping six buses and, and taking over the city and permits and all this stuff. What can we do on the opportunistic end? And then when you spend, instead of 140,000, you spend 800 on something and it does 250 million views on Facebook. You got, are you, you, know, you shutting like, out the insider yeah. video? You I was going to so ask how much that costs. 850 much. you said? Something like that? A little bit of product. Crazy, bro. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it just shows money isn't everything, especially when it comes to content. Yeah. But anyways, main point, Mike over here, he's not invincible. So he, he's dealt Definitely with it too. Not. 
And, and one thing I wanted to say about um, getting through adversity, like you were saying, you know, there's dark days, but then you have your bright days. And I feel like you have to have those dark days to appreciate the bright ones. Ain't no sunshine without no rain. Yeah. Right? I mean, if everything was just great, we'd be living a neutral life, really, you yeah, know? So you got to have the peaks like, and the troughs. It's almost like people with the weather in L.A. <laughs> They're like, yo, I, don't, I, I enjoy the weather in LA. I come here I'm, and I'm like, yo, it's 78 degrees and sunny every day. Is that what you're telling me? And they're like, no, literally every day. And so then I still love it, but I can almost imagine where you're like, I don't remember how many, I don't know how many times like I've come out of a place in LA and people have been like, wow, it's really a beautiful day out today. I mean, it happens occasionally, but on the East Coast, I see it saying. rains, it snows, all this stuff happens. So when we get a nice day, people are like, let's go outside and have a good time. Like here, they're just like, oh, it's 78 and sunny. I, well, I got a point, though. I mean, if you're a transplant from, like, a different state, yeah. I think you can still appreciate oh, yeah, it. Absolutely. You know? But once you're here for, like, 20 years, you're like, if, I if you're born snow. here, if, if you're born here and you've yeah. never traveled, I could see how you could just you just take it for granted. Yeah, for sure. Just like when some kids, they're born by, like, Laguna, for example, yeah. and they've never seen anything else. I mean, yeah. you don't know what you got until yeah. you go experience something, something else, else, right? Absolutely. Perspective. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about wins, losses. Any awkward stories? Throughout this whole process of uh, your life, Mike? Yo. Awkward, funny, juicy. Like, I have so much stuff that I wish I could talk about right now, dude. Well, like, why, I, why don't we maybe hit two? We could do no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. None of those. I have one. I have, <laughs> there's just been so much, dude. And, like, like there's like the Dan Bilzerian party I was talking about before. Like, there's yeah. been 50 of those. You know, just not at Dan's house. Like, there's just – it's been so much stuff. And, like, I've been so blessed to have, you know – activations at Coachella or just be at Coachella with my friends and see that scene at South by and Lollapalooza and governor's ball, like all the stuff and overseas travel and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> one thing that sticks out to me. So I was green, dude. I was a newbie. I was like a nobody in the space. Uh -huh. And it was like 2014, maybe 2015. And I went to this thing called playlist live, bro. It was in Orlando. It's I've like a big, like influencer and YouTube festival, like where all the big YouTubers go and all the fans scream, ah, like the Beatles are there. Like pre-VidCon yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, VidCon, it was, it was like, it's like the same thing, but on, but in, in uh, Orlando. Yeah. And so it's playlist, right? And so I went there and like, just was like, wanted to experience it. And I went with my CEO and like, he, he like co-signed me to like go in and like hang out, whatever. And I was, I was a newbie, dude. Like I didn't understand crap. Like I, I didn't dress the right way. I was just like Connecticut thrown into the mix. Mm -hmm. And so I go there. And they're like, yo, uh, my CEO's like, yo, I pulled some strings. I got us into the maker party tonight. And it was like this real private event for maker studios. And Oh, which and is like the, the it, what is it, a syndicate or like a management was, company that works with all the biggest it was names, the big, right? At the time, it was the end-all, be-all of, 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 of studios for influencer, right? And uh, – and so I go to this party and I walk in and I'm, and I'm, and I'm seeing um, celebrities and like influencers. And this is like the first time. Like I, had, I was – like I said, I was like fresh as hell, bro. And I see Jenna Marbles. Oh, yeah. And at the time, Jenna Marbles was the queen, bro. Like, Jenna Marbles was YouTube, like, royalty. She like, still she, is. I feel she like is, she's calmed down she, a little bit, She though. is. She is. But, like, at the time, like, I mean, she was, like, the, 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 the Shane Dawson of YouTube at the time. Yeah. And so I roll in, and the way I am is I – to me, a person is a person. Like, I roll up to everybody the same way. Like, if you're if – you, if you, like – valet my car, I roll up to you the same way as if you're my, my favorite celebrity with a few exceptions. Like Jay-Z, I probably would fall over, right? Or like Kanye, right? Whatever. But I see, you know, I see Jenna Marbles and I roll up to her and I, I see this like kind of buff dude standing next to her and I'm like, oh, I think it's, it's probably like her agent or man, whatever. Because it's all like agents and managers. 
And I roll up to her and I'm like, Jenna, what's up? Like, good to meet you. And like, like hug her, shake her hand. And like, really like just casual chill. And like, we start talking and like, it's just chill. And, uh, and I'm like, yo, do you want to get a shot right now? And, um, the, the guy, okay, okay, I Mike. go, yo, do you want to get a shot? And the guy next to her is like, like, uh, but I was really cool about it. And the guy next to her was like, yo, um, it's, it's, sorry, man, not a good time. Like Jenna has to get up early tomorrow morning. So I'm like, oh, this is definitely her manager now. Right. And so, so yeah. So I'm like, cause he's like setting her schedule for her. He's like, she can't, she's, it's sorry, yeah. not tonight, not a good time. So it's like, all right, whatever. And then she's like, no, I'll, no, I'll take a shot. I'll take a shot with Jenna? you. I'll take a shot with you. Okay, Mike. So we go, so we go over. <laughs> We we do a shot of fireball and like I was I was so like it was such a rookie mistake but I'm like can I get a picture like not cool at the parties whatever but well, she it was depends cool. on what your intentions right. are right but she was cool like she was just like chilling so we took a shot and uh, and I give her like a hug and like a kiss on the cheek oh and and like what so it was like did we missed up there it, at the time bro it was like like I said it was almost like you gave a a hug and a kiss on the cheek to like the Queen of England. Like, you should be on your knee. Like, the, everybody at that place was like, yo, this kid should be on his knees, like, kissing her hand. Like, kiss the ring, bro. Oh, oh, God. Okay. And I'm just like, yo, like, she's just a girl, like a yeah, normal chick. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, and so she walks away or whatever, and my CEO comes running up to me. And he's like, yo, you did something really wrong, dude. Like, that dude is Jenna's, like, boyfriend or, like, fiance. He's not happy. Because, like, he, was, he told you, like, no shots. And I was like, so, like... I was in. Well, like, why did she say yes? Because then? she wanted to do one, dude. Like they don't she make was, the rules. She wanted to see what's up with the mic factor. May, like, but maybe or just like be cool, like have a shot, whatever. <laughs> and so like it turned into like this huge thing where I had to like I had to like apologize to like the studio and like so what? for me for me and I did nothing. I bro, I did nothing wrong. Like literally, yeah. we took, she was cool as hell. You're like, just trying I, to save face on it though, bro. And I so I did. I was like, and I was like, yo, I really apologize. Like they were like, you should know better. At least Jenna Marbles. And so I was like, what whatever. But it was just so like weird and like awkward and just strange. And uh, it was like a, it was almost like a, a telltale sign of like what I could expect in the future. And now like, <laughs> and now like that hasn't happened at all. What, like, what's now, your rule book when it comes to meeting someone that's big now? No pictures, no, blah, blah, blah. no, 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 nothing. Because usually I'm coming in under the reco of someone else now. Yeah, and and it's a whole different ball game when you cold meet somebody versus when you get like, oh, this is Mike. He is best friends with this person and does work with this company. And they're like, yo, what's up? Oh, I've seen some of your stuff. Oh, I watch all his stuff. Like, and they already kind of know who like you mutual are. friend kind of thing. Yeah, and then you just roll into it. Like, you yeah. know, I might pull out my IG and just start doing a story right there. Like, right when I meet him. Oh, okay. Like, okay. it just doesn't matter. You just roll up now. with someone cold. You start filming. That's yeah. a little weird, right? Like they say, like, I guess, like I have like enough tokens now, enough cloud tokens to like do that kind of cloud shit. Cloud tokens, <laughs> I like that. Uh, anything else crazy? Where it's just like crazy embarrassing or anything like that? They can hit on maybe one more. There's been tons, dude. I mean, there's been tons, but like really, but like. I mean, there's been a lot oh, of really wait, can big... I, can I touch on that previous story really quick? Yeah. The one thing that I hate about experiences like that is I always wish that they could just say they were bothered from the get instead of you having to hear it from everyone else and then have to I go know, fix it. I know, I know, I know. I would have I would have you know liked I mean? that as well, for like, sure. Maybe Jen was like, dude, chill. And you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Or maybe her fiance would be like, oh, yeah, her boyfriend fiance. or whatever. I don't even know what it was Why time, do people you... have to wait for someone else to speak for know. them? I don't know. I don't know. But it was it was, it was whatever. It just it was all taken out of context. And it was just yeah. miscommunications. Whatever. It is what it is. But um, an- another, another really quick story I'll tell is um, about for Sundance 2017, about two years ago, I'm going to try to do this as quick as I can, but it's a, it's a funny story. So 
we uh, we rent this massive house on on Private Deer Valley Ski on Ski Off Sundance. Like we're gonna show oh, up with Love man. Sack. We're gonna do this right. So we dump Love Sacks in the house. It's tw- like massive mansion, bro. Like el- glass elevator on the outside of the house. Supposedly authentic Banksy's on the walls. Like the real deal, bro. Right. So we bring all these sacks in. I, I we pe- like we we get Logan to come, and we didn't even pay them because. We were like, yo, we have the dopest house. Like, we paid for their travel. Yeah. Dopest house. I bring Logan, George Janko, Chantel Jeffries, Alyssa Violet. And you right? were just paying for the travel? We just paid for the travel. They were like, nice. we'll just come hang out. We didn't even make, like, them guarantee any stuff. But they all did stuff because I was already cool with all of them. So they were like, Love Sack brought us out here in the vlogs, whatever. Nice. So we go there. We party with Marshmallow. We do all this stuff. Me and Logan, like, form a much, like, tighter relationship than we already have. And at one point, um, we're shooting this vlog for Logan. And I'm just, like, messing around. And he goes to propose, like, in the vlog, like, joking around to Chantel Jeffries, right? Like, just messing around, like, will you marry me? And he grabs one of these paintings off the wall. Okay? One of these OG Banksy? Bro, it wasn't, it wasn't a Banksy, but it was, it was like, like, priceless, okay? And so he grabs it off the wall and brings it in, and at one point, he, like, drops it on the carpet, Okay? Straight up, bro, nothing happened to it, dude. He didn't do anything. There was nothing that happened to it, okay? Mm-hmm. I get back to Connecticut. I'm at work, and I get a call from the, the head of legal. We just lost our $50,000 deposit on the Sundance house because you guys damaged a priceless painting. I'm fired, bro. Like, I know I'm fired, bro. Okay? Oh, my God. So my I, gut would just sink bro, it was, on that. It sunk, dude. This was hey, one I of the I've moments, too, where I'm like, dude, I'm walking out. I'm fired yeah, I'm after done, this. Dude, done, and so, and so I go back. I rewatch the vlog. And I'm like, dude, we pulled this thing off the wall, bro. And he dropped it. Like, wow. And then I pull back to the frame prior to us taking it off the wall. Because they're like, there's damage to the corner. Um, there's damage to the frame. And I pulled the screenshot because he was running a good camera already because, uh, you know, he's filming with a good camera. The damage was there before we ever touched the painting. DIS stuff right Straight here. Up, Let's go. Right? And, so I'm like, and so I'm like, wow, dude. Like, DIS Connecticut. Yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> wow, dude. Like, we, 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 we're good. Yeah. And so they, they, like, backed down and, like, we were able to iron it out. We got dude, our security deposit back. They were trying to you out of 50K, yeah, 50, man. Dude, 50 large, 50 rackies, bro. Oh, my God. And I was God. scared. And so, like. There's been a million stories like that. Like if I like if you asked me on a different day, I might have had two different stories. Yeah. You know, it's it's nah, an it's, totally an, inter- it's an inter- we all got them. It's an interesting world, bro. Yeah. You know. You know, kind of closing out. What, yeah. What can we look forward for the future of Mike right here, man? More partnerships, dude. Like more partnerships for Love Sack. More content. Like hopefully, like more of this kind of stuff. Like open format. I love open format, dude. Like I love just like talking and like. Like, I might even want to reverse it on you. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah, yo, like, cool. chats with Mike M. You know what I'm <laughs> okay. saying? Like, straight up, dude. Okay. Like, I don't I might know. Have to license that, too. Yeah, too, but okay. maybe, dude. I'll pay, whatever. It's, it's, that's, that's a dope name. But, like, <laughs> but like yeah, just, like, co- like content, fun content, having fun, um, and just definitely more brand partnerships for on LoveSack. And, like, I love that brand, and um, I love working there, and, and I would encourage anybody to, to check them out. Just like a lot more of the same. Like I'd be, I'm actually, I guess, saying that is kind of a. You're in a, a good cool place. You just want to keep cruising. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and like just, uh, and just, and just positivity and good, good vibes. Guys, that was Mike Malak, super awesome guy. He's really charismatic, and I'm super happy to call him a new friend. 
And uh, go check out Love Sacks. Their beanbags are crazy, especially if you're a gamer. They're really comfy. And look forward to the next week. We got Jess Kent. She signed with Capitol Records. She's an EDM pop artist. Kind of reggae vibes too. And she's currently touring with Years and Years. They've got a show on the 25th at the Wiltern. So definitely go check them out. Peep her music on Spotify. You don't want to miss that. She's previously toured with Dea or Daya and Coldplay on their Headful of Dreams tour. And she has some crazy stories about performances and her whole music experience, as well as some tips for social. So definitely subscribe so you don't miss that. And we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Peace.